Hi, this is Nick Underhill, and you're listening to a New Orleans.network podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to this episode of Pals Pod, a very special anniversary episode, uh, one year in the making this week. Uh, today we have two special guests, but before we introduce them, uh, as always, I'm your host, Raphael Rattler, joined by my fellow middle brother, Gary G. Mutter Rattler. What's probably with you this week, bro? Hey, man. It's great, man. Great to be a Pals fan right now. It's all, all, all love. Happy to have had you back in the city, man. Saw my nephew. Um, so it was a good weekend. We was in the building for, for, for the events, uh, you know, that unfolded this weekend. But, yeah, man, special, man. A, a year in, uh, you know, we, we started this podcast out of the love of this team. And, and look at us, man, being being adopted by the Pels 12 and, and being supported by so many, so many great people. And so, you know, coming off that special night last night, it's just another night. Um, you know, why not have this 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 great anniversary uh, episode fresh off that, that Lakers win, man? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of special, uh, I talked about our two special guests. Our first guest joining with us, uh, he's the man who's going to get Kendrick Perkins to donate uh, to a local New Orleans school <laughs> after a certain something something happens uh, next offseason. He's a Tate's Cookie ambassador, uh, national ambassador, probably international at some point as well. Uh, he's Pell's Twitter Spaces icon, the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Connor. What's up with you, bro? Yo, man, what's happening, man? It's a it's a pleasure to. To be here with these dudes, man. I look well be on a show, period, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. we you know, we've been on 2K, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. piecing a couple people up, you know, blowing <laughs> you know, getting a couple teams out the wreck, you know what I mean? For those who hoop on the Xbox. But yeah. uh come see us, come see yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Look, man, I support what y'all doing. And after after yesterday, I had it's it was the perfect day to pull up, man, and be here, man. So I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, bro. And, and and without further ado, we have another special guest. Uh, over a decade of NBA playing experience, NBA champion, Pelicans play-by-play TV and analyst, the legend Antonio Daniels. How you doing, man? AD, the real AD, the man, the man, the myth, the legend. There it is right there. What's up, fellas? This is this is uh, this is an honor. You know, I, I've you know we've talked on and off for quite some time, and. Um, you know, the moment that we spoke at the Chalk Talk um, this weekend, um, I had to join you guys. Honestly, it ain't had nothing to do with the game. And it had nothing to do with the Laker game. It had nothing to do with the Spurs game. Obviously, this was the biggest game, biggest weekend of the season. But, you know, just to be joined by you guys and and, and Chris as well, man, it's, it's an honor to be here with you guys. Absolutely, man. AD, listen, we we it goes without saying that this this podcast in particular, and I, I know we can speak for Chris as well, man. We are such huge fans. It's been a blessing uh, to have you here mm-hmm. and and kind of guide us through this season, uh, through all the ups and downs and everything that goes to it. So uh, just to have you on here, man, we are so appreciative. You as well, Chris. Um, you know, we 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 love everything you do as well with the community and bringing everybody together. So thank you, fellas. Thank you guys for for, for being on this joint with us, man. I wish Chris would have told me that we was going with the with the hat. With the <laughs> I wanted to get my hat hoodie too. You didn't have to leave me out. Yeah, you know, you know, Chris marched to his own beat, huh, Chris? Man, a hundred percent, man. Y'all, y'all lucky I ain't pull up with the durag, man. But I'm trying to keep it, you know, you know, trying to, you know, what I'm saying. Church, church, not going not going to mess up an anniversary episode man you know <laughs> I, hear you. 
I hear you. And you, and you spoke on something uh, this weekend. So for, for y'all that weren't able to attend or, or the people that aren't from New Orleans, uh, this weekend was something real special. Um, the Pels, we had a, a, a chalk talk that was both Pelicans organization as well as Pel- Pelicans fans, Pe- Pelican media, a little bit of everything, right? Uh, AD, I got a question for you. How was that experience for you? Because from us, you know, we've been talking to these people for months without ever meeting them in person without knowing what they look like how tall people really are stuff like that like it was a special experience and it was like we've been picking up from jump street since we've been all been going to school from grade school it was it was a vibe that you know was a lot a lot of fun and really exciting how was it from your angle i thought it was a great day a great way to start the weekend mm-hmm. i thought it was a great way to start the weekend and i told chris when i went on with him on 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 locked on pails that you know you, you obviously go there with all great intentions, but there's some things you got to get off your chest. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's some things that need to be said to certain people that need to hear certain things. Yes, sir. Um, and the I, I love the atmosphere. I love the opinions that were in that room. Um, different people that I've had an opportunity to meet, um, connect with, all you guys included via Twitter, uh, via social media. Um, I, I tell you my only, the only thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I share this with you guys. Yeah, when we are talking about social media, everybody has an opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has something they want to say. Everybody has something they want to put out there. But now we are all in each other's face. Mm-hmm. Now there's no phone in between us. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's, it's actually, actually person to person interaction. So the only disappointment that I had was a lot of the people that have the biggest opinions via social media become the quietest when you see them in person. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's mm-hmm. the part that didn't that I, I love the, the chalk talk. I love interacting with fans. I'm a people person, man. I love people, yeah. especially yeah. genuine, authentic people, New Orleanians. I, I love it. But it was also an opportunity for me being in this job and having and opportunity to interact with so many different people from so many different backgrounds with so many different opinions and then think we're all in the same place yeah we're all in the yeah. same space together so come on now let, let's chop it up now yeah let's chop it up now and it gets real quiet in person it gets real mm-hmm. loud on social media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. AD, look, just to kind of go into what you were saying that that, that Saturday. So let's let's get right into it. you were you were talking mm-hmm. about the way social media um kind of kind of has has its ups and has its downs and has its has its benefits. But you have a, this this kind of unique perspective as being not only a player in the NBA, but a guy who has played in this city um and you know has entrenched roots in this city and everything. So can you talk a little bit about like when you were talking about how you know, us as media members and even like even some fans and everything, making people feel comfortable and making people feel welcomed in this organization. Um, just speak a little bit about that. Like how how does social media play into these guys? Because they're people behind the jerseys and things like that. They're people first. That's the thing. They're, they're people first. I, I know the term is professional athlete, but you're a human being first. You're a man first before you're an NBA basketball player. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. So what this culture does and what this culture feeds off of is if you have money and if you have fame, that you don't have any issues. Uh-huh. You have no issues whatsoever. Yeah. So because you are getting to pay this amount of money per year, I should be able to say whatever I want to say to you or make fun of you or whatever it may be because you are a professional athlete and that comes with the territory. Well, yeah. I get it. Some stuff is fair game. Some stuff is fair game. I get it. I understand it. And some stuff is out of bounds. But this is what I would say. When we are talking about our own, 
say yes. on our own, I'm Go referring ahead. to being here in New Orleans. When we are talking about our own, we should take care of. We shouldn't have the same uh, mentality as a national media member. Mm-hmm. We yep. should have it. There are guys that are on the national stage that could care less about what's going on in here in New Orleans, but don't have here in New Orleans, but have a lot to say about what's going on here in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That's large. So when we're here, when we're here and we have guys that are within this city and women that are in this city that have a platform, that have a platform to uplift or to demean these players and to embarrass these players for likes, for clicks, for comments, and that sort of thing. I can't get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Criticism is, it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. It completely comes with the territory. I get it, it's valid. It, it, that's a part of this that, that we can't lose sight of. It's my job to criticize. Yeah. You don't know how many mothers and fathers have come up to me since I've been an analyst here in New Orleans and have thanked me for the way that I have covered their sons. Mm-hmm. Not just the fact that I'm always praising them, just the fact that I understand the proper way to criticize them. And I'll share with you the same thing I said at the Chalk Talk, the way I approach my job. I will never say something about a player or a coach or an organization that I would not mind being said about me. I'll never say something about a player or a coach or an organization that I wouldn't mind looking that player in his face and saying exactly to him on in person what I say about him on television. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, 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 AD. So go, go ahead, Chris, talk, talk, talk a little bit because you are the social media guy. This is like, you know, this is where everybody knows Chris from, from the space. So go ahead and get in there. Well, look, man, I mean, there's a, there's a line, man, and I'm right. sometimes like – I mean, to be honest, like, you know, that line can, you know, depending on the day, uh, you know, it can travel. Right. Um, what I'm what I'm curious to know more so, because, I, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of like perspectives and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, observing, uh, you know, the people that are that are around me that are whether they're by these players, whether they cover the team, whether they're a former player. And, I, you know, I use this is one of the reasons that, you know, I, you know, connected with with AD early on because, you uh, he has so many different different viewpoints from you know the perspective that we're talking about as he's one of the one of the few people that hops in the spaces and hears the hears the reactions the the raw reactions from the fans being a former player being uh having a connection with the guys on the team and calling the games and being at practice so on and so forth my question is uh for ad and and, and i'm curious for you guys as well where's the balance right for um for a fan if they walk into the arena and they you know, they're paying for season tickets or whatever. Let's say a guy, a guy is struggling. Now, I know we said criticism, of course, is fair. Where's the balance? Where where does the line begin to draw or be drawn when we're talking about someone who's frustrated and they are expressing their frustration, criticizing a player, maybe if they're not playing well, um, you know, versus it going a little bit too far and you're saying it's demeaning. Like, where does that line begin? I know, I know, like, you know, if we're talking about families and all that stuff, but like, um, like I, I'm curious of like examples of like AD when you're online and you're like, okay, that's fair, and then and then and then when does it become? As long as it's not like if we're talking like personal families and all that stuff, is it you know is mm-hmm. it being brought into it? When is the line drawn for you if we're just talking basketball? There is if we're just talking basketball, I'm cool with the line. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. Like for me, if we are just think about it this way. So this is how I think about it. Okay, I grew up in the inner city of Columbus, Ohio, right? 
when you're on the floor and you're playing pickup basketball and you talking and you running your mouth to somebody else and they running your mouth to you, you know when it gets out of hand, when it supersedes basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we sit there and we if we if we join to each other, like dude, you're sorry. Like you sorry too. <laughs> you can do that all day. You can do that all day. But then when you step out of the basketball round and now it's going somewhere else, now the line is crossed, and that's when that's when we see things get a little out of hand. Mm-hmm. So for me, if we are talking about the line, Chris, within the realm of basketball, I don't think there is a line within the realm of basketball. If fans are on the side saying, Man, this dude sucks, this mm-hmm. dude is struggling. Take him out the game. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. But now, the things that I'm referring to have nothing to do with criticism of basketball. They mm-hmm. come with jokes. They yeah. come with jokes. They come mm-hmm. with pointing, like, because you can criticize someone, still be fair, mm-hmm. and point out what we all see. We ain't stupid. Yeah. We all watching it- the same thing. It look, it's more of a more of a it's not it's not a tweet on or a statement to get off the criticism. It's more who can get the joke off, the funniest joke off, and get the most retweet and get the most and likes that, and, and get the most what, interactions. That, bingo. And that's what social media has become. I have no problem with I man, look, where I sit, there are fans behind me that are talking to our <laughs> own players sometimes. <laughs> and I turn around looking like, damn, like, damn you going in. Like, okay, that comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. I get it. That comes with the territory. Listen, playing 13 years in the NBA, I didn't hurt at all. Mm -hmm. There's one time, there's one time throughout my 13-year career where I almost laid hands on somebody when they talked about the passing of my brother. Oh, That's the only time. Oh, yeah. Because again, again, when we're talking about in between those four lines, say about me whatever you want to. Mm -hmm. Oh, Daniel, you suck. Oh, Daniel, you're this. Oh, Allen Iverson did. I get it. I get it. That's all fair game. Now, right. when you step out of those four lines and you start taking shots at guys that could really damage how they feel mentally, mm-hmm. that's what I have a problem with. And that's what social media does, though. I think social mm-hmm. media is the best, worst thing that ever happened to our country, mm-hmm. to our world. We don't understand the power of social media. Guys open up social media and they read what's being said about them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I know you got a question about that. Go go right into it. I do have a question about that because I think what we've seen over the past, I won't call it 365 days. You know, and I'm 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 just be I'm be completely blunt with it. Zion went from a player who was universally loved. Like I we've talked about it all year long in this podcast. If you try to find a person, a coach, a player, an article, anybody that said anything negative about the character of Zion Williamson, the same guy whose smile lit up the league that everybody wants to, a piece of, advertising dollar of, everything like that. This man gets injured and all of a sudden, the world is attacking his character as if he's not a hard worker, as if he's right. not a he's not a professional athlete. He's not smart enough to do this, that, and the other. And so earlier to your point, you said, you know, if you don't have boots on the ground, you aren't with these people every day. How who are you to make a statement, uh uh have a segment on ESPN, whatever it is, about somebody that you know nothing about? And so my question is more so again. You've sat down. You've had interviews with the young man. Mm-hmm. You, you've been around the young man for three years now. You know who he is as a person. So for the fan who, you know, all they can read is what's on ESPN, what's on 
FSN. What's the segment, the latest segment? That's all they see. But for someone who has direct exposure to the man, what is your impression of the kid? I love him. I literally literally love this kid. There's Mm -hmm. nothing not to love about him. You know, and when I'm sitting here, and whether I'm watching TV or reading this stuff on Twitter, what I've learned to do is not respond to national media that is, as Charlie Murphy would say, wrong. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Okay? It's wrong. But I've learned not to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go on Colin Coward or some other show and they want to talk mm-hmm. about it, we can talk about it. We can discuss mm-hmm. it. He is such a good kid. In every platform that I've ever been on, the thing I've spoke about is his character. That's what I spoke about with him. Okay? Mm-hmm. There are sometimes that guys, there are certain things that are out of guys' control. You know, being injured sometimes, like, no one wants to be injured. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be. I, I'll tell you this. So the other day, when Zion came back for his first game, back on the bench, I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm walking out the back and I see him and he calls me over. We kind of meet in the locker room. I was like, hey, welcome back, young fellow. So he grabs me and he says, AD, I just want to tell you, man, thank you so much for always having my back. I really appreciate it. And mm-hmm. I told him again, Zion, keep the receipts. Keep the receipts. Keep the receipts. Yes, all these people locally and nationally they're saying all these different things about you because I promise when you get back on the floor and you become that generational talent that we all know you are, it all comes back around. Yeah. It all comes back around. We've seen it. We live in a what have you done for me lately world. Mm-hmm. Out of sight, out of mind. This is the same dude who a year ago averaged 26, 27 points a game on 61% for the field and was the hottest thing going in this league. Where they have a segment on ESPN talking about, is he the next face of the league? Should they pass the torch to Zion? Now, because he got injured, now we're having completely different conversations nationally, which I expect. Mm-hmm. Which I expect. But what really got me is some of the things that I had an opportunity to read locally. Mm-hmm. Because those same guys locally, when Zion gets back on the floor, will be the same guys asking, hey, man, let me have a sit down. It's like that person mm-hmm. when you're younger, when mm-hmm. you're younger, that says, oh, man, you ain't going to make it. And then you make it, and they say, man, always knew you was gonna make it no you didn't <laughs> yes lord yeah yes lord on that same note i mean we all know how toxic social media can get and right how the majority of it is mostly negative because to everybody's point you can say what you want to say and then you have no repercussions about it right you can mm-hmm. be wrong and just turn off your twitter account mm-hmm. i want to pivot to chris man what you've done with the spaces you've connected mm. people locally you've connected people throughout the country you've connected people internationally we hop on there people start talking different i'm like wait a minute from 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 brazil and everything so i want to know chris like what brought you to this platform and like what where do you see with it with the full season with the off season in front of us where do you want to take this thing? man you know man. that's tough man like and I get I get asked that a lot, man, and it's like the the answer changes every day, man. Because yeah. like I get new perspectives either depending on who I talk to, like even just showing up in the in the city, you know, um, this past weekend that gave me new perspective. Just the people that just walked up to me, right? Um, wanting to take like you, bro, like you want to take a picture, like no, why? <laughs> like, like 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I mean, I hear that, you know, but you know, like to me, 
I, I still I still hold on to like what it was supposed to be about in the beginning, but in the beginning, mm-hmm. and that's just you know, um, number one, you know, giving giving people that maybe didn't have a platform before, um, and you know, and I don't know if I if I saw it as a community, I just knew that there was actual that there were a lot more fans out there than people what well, they knew the game, they really loved basketball and cared about the team, but was just frustrated, and I felt like I mean it's a lot better, you know, coming from uh you know somebody or it being put together by somebody who cares about the team than going into one of these spaces with someone that really doesn't and they just trying to just, right. just you know stir the pot or whatever. Mm. I mean that, that that was really all it was about, man. And I think from there, you know, with some point of therapy, like yo man, them, them those games are doing those spaces after one and twelve, you know, one and twelve start, three and sixteen. I'm getting messages saying we don't need we we don't need a space today, bro. And I'm like, man, look <laughs> I'm like no I feel it. I think we do, man. <laughs> you know, and then just mm-hmm. having people being able to laugh afterwards, right? You know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, realizing, you know, throughout watching the numbers, girl said, "Damn, man, it's a lot of people that really do care about this team. Maybe they were just waiting for the right time." Um, it was a platform that really hadn't I, I hadn't seen someone really rock with it consistently, and I thought it was something I could I could flourish and kind of bring balance to. That's it. Not too positive. I ain't looking to be too negative. I'm not looking to be too up, too down. I ain't looking to judge someone's opinions too much. I'm not even really looking to censor you a whole bunch. I'm trying to take exactly who you are and whatever it is and put it out there as long as it don't get, you know what I mean, too off the, you know, too off the scale. Um, right. And you're not, you know, really, really, you know, being attacking, being racist, homophobic, you know, that right. kind of stuff. But, right, right. um, nah, man, I mean, in regards to where it could go, I don't know, man. I, I had so many people from the organization come up to me and, 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 and talk to me like, yo, and, and and it was weird because they walk up to me, put their arm around me, and whisper, "Hey man, keep doing what you're doing." <laughs> and then they walk away. <laughs> I'm like, "Who are you, Sean?" Oh, all right, <laughs> but, uh, all right, man. You know what I mean? But like, it's just, man. From I guess from everybody that's you know that chimed in with this, man. We've had so many people from Aaron, you know, from Aaron Hardigan, being able to do the um, you know, you know, the all. The all women's, uh, you know, Aaron space of that particular yeah, day. Yeah. Um, you know, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aaron, Aaron Summers. Summers. Aaron Summers was, you know, was awesome. I got something I, I want to do with her. You know, I want to do another one of those type of spaces again. Uh, and I told her like, yo, get like, let's get Aaron Hardigan in there. Um, AD popping up, you know, periodically, man. But but from the beginning, helping kind of set this thing off, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I be seeing the coaches that you know that's in there, and I know it's a bunch of burners, and I've seen a couple players and family members of of players that be in there. Um, so it's bigger than what I than what I ever imagined. But what it's doing, man, more than anything right now, what I'm noticing is that now it's starting to give other people, fans or people that have aspirations to be in this plat in this area, whether it be media, whether it be po- podcasting. If they have talent, they can come up to this thing, talk, and people be like, "Oh, I, you know, I like him. I like her. Let's, you know, yo, let's talk to them." Let's have them mm-hmm. up more. Let me let me bring them up to their podcast. So it's giving other people mm-hmm. a chance to shine, man. And any way that I could really help other people at this point, now that I got you know right. something going, man. I mean, I want to keep doing that. And and from a year from now, if that's all that I've done, that's good enough for me, man. That's life. That's love. Yeah, that's love. Yeah, that, that's life too, man. Right. Like like life is about for me. It's 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 about when you're blessed, blessing others. Yeah. When you when the Lord blesses you and he opens up a door for you, there's nothing wrong with you opening that door up a little bit wider and letting other people in, uh-huh. you know. And I remember the first time that I got on um, on spaces. I remember the first it was before the season started. Uh-huh. It was oh before the God. season started. And the, the only <laughs> reason that I know this is because I left my daughter like not left, but my daughter's volleyball game was about to start. 
right? So I'm mm-hmm. in the parking lot of her school. And I was like, you know what, man? I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna go ahead and open myself up, man. Let me go ahead and do this. Let me go on, get on here. You know, let me let me go on and speak my truth. Mm-hmm. And I remember, remember that day, Chris, because we were talking about. I was talking about Pell's fans and and some of the negativity and and how we need to change the narrative all the way back then. Mm-hmm. Way back then, you remember that, Chris? Ad, it was like G. And rap, if, you, if y'all don't remember that day, oh, I remember. Oh, well, we remember. Oh, it, we went, remember. It, went, it went from like a hundred people to like 600 out of nowhere. But in this period of time, when AD got up there, first of all, it went from being completely quiet, okay, completely mm. quiet. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, shit, AD here. <laughs> and then it went, and then it went from that, it went from that to seven six people like all right well here's my time so now i was like they was trying to jump the brother i was like yo wait hold on hold on i'm cool hey hey ad ad was taking one by one who next (laughs) it was like i'm cool movie you heard me let's go let's go like he was taking them all on i was like damn like a a fight scene down the hallway look and look and look i respect you that because if if you call the fans from new orleans of any sport anything passionate is probably the best word now you can yeah. probably mm-hmm. go one way or the other with it with passionate word but that that leads me to a question so with the green mentioned that his playing time here and you know having his experience he, he said he had his first child while he was here led to the reason why he was influenced obviously the talent on the team as well to become the head coach here you know, you were you were with OKC Thunder for a little while, um, but what ultimately, you know, drew you back to 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 being a part of this organization? Drew you uh, home again? In a, yeah, drew you uh, home? In a, in, in a lack of better words, drew you home? Um, it, it's crazy how it works. Um, I'm not gonna go through the whole mm-hmm. spiel as to how I got to here, but I'll, I'll just put it like this. So I was in OKC for four years. And then what I started to do there, um, like I was the in-studio analyst, but then for certain games, I would come down, I would call a quarter with the guys that they have there for those guys. And I started doing that here in New Orleans with David Wesley and, and Joe Myers at the time. And i tell you the thing that people don't understand. And people didn't realize this when I got this job. David Wesley is one of my best friends. He's one of my best friends. And... Yes, I always wanted to be a color analyst for a particular team, but I didn't want to replace one of my good friends. Mm-hmm. So that part was that part was kind of tough. Yeah. Now we still get an opportunity to hang, chill, talk before games, talk after mm-hmm. games, and all that kind of stuff. That's the Lord's plan. That's the mm-hmm. Lord's work. You know, um, for me, when I was here in New Orleans, uh, I was here for a half a season, three quarters of a season, and I never really got an opportunity to get to get in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I never really got that opportunity. And I'll tell you what, the moment that this job came open, they flew me down here and I interviewed. The one thing you can say about me, you can call me a lot of different things. The thing you will never call me or say that I lack is passion. You won't say that. Two Big things, you won't, you, won't say, you won't say I'm not passionate and you won't say I'm not knowledge and you will not say I'm not prepared. Say Amen. Yes, sir. I am not prepared. Those are three things I will always be. I will always be knowledgeable. I will always be prepared and I will always be passionate. Now, you can have your opinion about me outside of that. I'm I'm cool. I can live with that. And I remember interviewing with the higher ups here in New Orleans and 
basically telling them, if I get this job, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Mm -hmm. I will teach this fan base the game of basketball as much as I possibly can. I will articulate it in a way that they can understand it. But more than anything else, I promise you, I'll connect with this fan base. Because this is a passionate fan base, and I will be a passionate analyst. There has not been a fan base, especially in small markets, especially in small markets. So when I was in OKC, I really, really connected to that fan base as well. Mm -hmm. And they really connected to me. So when the opportunity presented itself for me to come back, where I had an opportunity to do a quote unquote do over and to do it right on God's terms. Man, listen, say less. Yes, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's that's beautiful. And look, we are we are blessed to have you here as always. And, and I'm so glad that, that you found your way home. So let me uh, let me ask you all this. Uh, you know, I know Chris got you got you got to run. Let me ask you all this. This past weekend, man, on the court stuff, brothers, the Spurs game, mm-hmm. Lakers game, man. We had we had some some ups, some downs, depending on who you ask. You know, uh, like like we talked about uh, Saturday, either Saturday was the biggest game of the week. Sunday was the biggest game of the week. Obviously, you know, it was two huge games. So, you know, we were all in the building. Uh, you know, we were there Saturday for the Spurs game. Um, and then, you know, we were all we were there. And I think Chris went and watched the game. He wanted to stay away from the toxicity, which I, I, I definitely understand. Um, but yeah, man, it was a lot of that. Yeah, it was a lot of that. Definitely was a lot of that. So, yeah. G. I got so many messages at halftime when they were down 20. Like, yo, Chris, where you at, man? You made a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro, it, it was it was hectic in there. It was Sunday was I, I like I said, I was the team manager, uh, the, the manager of the team store uh for a couple of years. And so I was there when we had to beat the Spurs to get into the playoff game. And that was kind of like similar to vibes to what I what I felt um yesterday for that Lakers game. But yeah, man, let's let's talk about it, Chris. Let's talk about that Spurs game and that Lakers game. Uh what did you see, you know, in that Spurs game? How did that get away from us? Like, like let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, hey man, I mean, you know, I think a, a team like San Antonio, um, you know, they they're well coached and they don't they're not gonna show you like their whole, you know, their whole display, all of their they're not gonna show you their entire cars like, you know, right out the gate. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they're just not what you see the first quarter nine times out of 10 is not going to, it's not going to be what you see in the fourth quarter. Right. And you could see like, you know, the Spurs kind of filling things out. Right. I kept watching the John T. Murray dribble earlier on in the game. And I'm like, all right, now I watched him destroy these, you know, these drop sets, these pick and rolls consistently um, all with pretty much all year and especially against new Orleans. But I watched him in the first quarter settle a lot. I'm like, Hmm. I'm like, that's interesting. Well, New Orleans, I think they got up to like ten, mm-hmm. and at that point you feel like, okay, well maybe maybe this might be this might be a blowout. Might we might be looking at another game similar to the one that just happened in San Antonio. Um, and I just saw you know a situation where uh, you know a team that was still you know still missing bi, um, it just they kind of let their foot they kind of you know relax a little bit. You turn you get a little sloppy with the basketball. San Antonio is not the team to really you know you know to really do that with. And then guys that even if you don't know who they are. You know, they made, you know, they came in and they made enough plays. They ended up taking the lead. And it just, I think it was too much to overcome. You can you you can talk about the refs at the end of the game and so on and so forth. But there was a lot, I think, earlier, especially in the second quarter, that, that the Pelicans could have done to help them, <laughs> to help themselves to where you're not even in that position down the stretch. And that, that was right. one of the things I think that, that stuck out to me. Um, and, then you you know, you're in a spot where, you know, where Jonas – Maybe maybe his foot was bothering him, you know, as well was leads to him being questionable uh, the next night out. But you know he doesn't play the end of that game because there's nothing that he can do 
um, consistently against DeJounte Murray with the coverages that they're running. They switch things mm-hmm. up and try to get mm-hmm. back in the game. It was what it was. Laker game, completely different. Everything that they – even after they were down, the changes that, that Willie Green made ended up helping. He, he, he noticed early, this isn't a game for her and Gomez. It's just not going to work. Got, yeah. gonna have to, we're going to have to find, find something else. Here. Whether it be Jackson at the five, you know, everybody that was supposed to step up for the most part came in and contributed. And then, yo, man, shout out to him for letting Trey have his, have his moment, have his day. Mm-hmm. So they were running plays for Trey Murphy like it was a G League game at some point at the end of that third quarter. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, let him play the fourth. I mean, it was, you know, it was, you know, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, man. So I mean, I just like, man, you know, the you know the overall adjustments that were made game to game. One one day didn't work, the next game it didn't, and the guys who were supposed to step up, they all when you when you needed them to the most, Brandon had a beautiful game for a dude that was coming back. You know, twenty six yeah. minutes on a on, on a restriction, and he's so good. I mean, he's playing so good right now. We didn't even talk about it. It's just like, oh, yeah. okay, it's an afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> Just a normal, just a normal thing. Take it, take his greatness for, so, for 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 granted, man. So that's why I'm at with it, man. Y'all go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Ad, chime in on that on this weekend, man. From both games, what you, what did you see? Uh, well, the, the San Antonio Spurs game. The thing you know about San Antonio is they're not going to beat themselves. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference who's on the floor. They're they're not going to beat themselves. Uh-huh. You know, and it's very rare that they do. You know, when you have a t- you have a game like you had. You know, a couple of weeks back when you go in and you just smack them from beginning to end, you do a wire job and end up beating them by 30 points in San Antonio. Uh-huh. So you can 100 percent guarantee because that team is young, inexperienced, but also motivated that Pop talked about that loss. I've been in that position. I've been in that locker room with Greg Popovich after you're coming off a loss to a team that you have to play there again. Yes, yeah. he talked about that. So you knew that San Antonio Spurs team that took the game, that took the court on Saturday was going to be different than that San Antonio Spurs team that took the court March 18th. You knew there was going to be a drastic difference. Mm-hmm. And I, I and it's, it just sounds so simplistic to say. And, you know, you know the term, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Yes. <laughs> but if B.I. plays against San Antonio, you beat San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, it, it, sometimes it's just as simple as that, E.D. It is. Sometimes it's just as simple as having your best players on the floor at the end of the season. You're about to see this play itself out with different teams throughout the course of this last two weeks of the season. I believe there's 14 days from today left in the season. Yep. Watch what happens to the Boston Celtics without Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, boy. Watch. Watch that's what that's happens to – Right. Watch what happens to the L.A. Clippers when they get Paul George back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So having your best players on the floor at the end of the season – it makes a huge, huge difference. And Chris just talked about B.I. So now what you see in a matter of about 26 hours or so was the difference when Brandon Ingram is there. Right. B.I. was the key to that third quarter comeback. He was incredible in the third quarter. Incredible. The pace, the pace and patience and poise that he played within that fourth quarter, taking what the Lakers were giving him, not forcing his way into the game. 26 minutes, 26 points, and he was efficient in doing it after missing 10 games? Yeah, man. You have to have different guys at this time of the year, at different points, step up and be special. Trey Murphy was special yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was special. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying on the broadcast for quite some time because there are guys that, that people want to hear about things when things are going well. Everybody want to hear about how close-knit this team is when they're doing well. They don't want to hear about it when this team is 1-12. Uh-huh. They don't want to hear about it when this team is 3-16. and 16, But the fact that they say close-knit when this team is 1-12 and, and when they're 3-16 and 16 is why they're playing the way that they're playing now. 
because they getting this out the mud together. Yes, you all know. You all know if you ever been through something with somebody, like it's almost like you brothers for life. Like if you really been through something with somebody, yes, that boy Lord. that has really walked through hell with you. And mm -hmm. I can tell you this: when you are in the NBA locker room and it is October and November, and you one and twelve and three and sixteen, that is equivalent to NBA hell. Mm -hmm. So look, we can look each other in the eye and say, man, we don't walk through this together. And here we sit now playing 500 basketball for the next four months. Yeah, there's a brotherhood and a bond that is together in that locker room. That is not normal. Man. Yeah. I, I think, you know, B.I.'s growth in this season, even though the stats might necessarily not necessarily reflect it. I think anybody who's a Pelicans fan B.I. is very different than what he was last season. Sure. Like the way that he's manipulating the game is is almost I don't want to say a, an afterthought, but this rookie class. I mean, I we know, and I want I want you to talk on on Jose Alvarado specifically, but we know the impact that this team has, had. and it's not just on the court, right? Like I think something that is, you know, new or welcome, and that's a part of the change narrative uh, type movement that we're having is how they're embracing the fans. Like even Larry Nance, who's barely been on 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 the CJ. court at all, CJ gets here and he's embraced in a way that. We haven't seen a long time. I'll just put it that way. We haven't right. seen it in a long time. Like you see, you see across the street in the Superdome, we got our players posing on the sidelines, dancing on the sideline. And that's what that's what the city's about. Yeah. You get Jose Alvarado in here. You hear Jackson Hayes in here screaming after dunk. You get Trevor Murphy and Najee Marshall lifting up the that's not something we've had for a long time. You know? Yep. And so you know, I, I'm curious to see, like, from your interactions with these guys on a day-to-day -day basis, like, what about their personalities is something that you think that this is something that's sustainable for a long time? It's, it's authentic. AD, hold on. Let me let me let me get in right quick. Look, Chris, Chris got to run. We know we go. Chris got to run. We appreciate your time, bro. Um, you know, you always welcome on. We're going we gonna to catch you on a, a couple other times. Uh, appreciate you stopping by. We'll be in the spaces. Everybody follow Chris at Impatient Bull on Twitter. Um, everybody should know you already. Who's already in here? Um, we appreciate you, Chris, and we'll, we'll have you back on soon, man. As always, man. brothers, keep doing what y'all doing. Appreciate y'all. AD, you already know his love. I will holler at y'all, man. All right, y'all. Yes, I'm out of here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and expand a little bit more for us, AD, before we, before we get y'all into it. You know why it's you know why it's sustainable? Because it's authentic. Uh -huh. Yeah. Again, I know it sounds simplistic. It's easy to sustain something when you're not trying to be something or someone that you're not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to be something or someone that you're not, then it's like, man, it's hard work trying to be somebody else. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's hard work trying to be or do something that God hasn't blessed you with. But everything that you see with these guys are the same thing I see every day in practice or the same things I see on the plane or the same things that I see in when during brunch, when we're eating, you know, um, on game days. These are the same exact things. So this is not like it's not an act. Mm -hmm. It's not as that the energy, um, the optimism, the smiles that you see on these guys every day, how much they enjoy being around each other. That ain't fake. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing fake about that. It's authentic, and that's the reason it's sustainable because it is true. Is that's who they are to their core? Yeah, and when we talk about you know, and and this is a great opportunity for you to get on your high horse. I want you to speak as open hearted because I know you care about these young men. We're speaking about genuine, speaking about energy, we're speaking about hustle. 
Jose Alvarado got his contract that everybody's been been, been craving for. Um, this is a well-deserved contract. Um, mm-hmm. Something that, you know, the entire fan base is so happy to see this young man uh, kind of get that contract and, and be here. So so just talk about Jose's journey uh, 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 that, that you know of. And I know you speak so passionately about him on the, on the thing, but let, let's let's tell the world what you about this man. I speak so passionate about Jose because um, for whatever reason, there's a certain connection that you develop with certain players. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the best part about this job is the relationships I've been blessed to build along the way. And me and Jose have had, oh gosh, I can't even tell you, starting all the way back in training camp. Uh-huh. Had conversations in training camp. Um, we're sitting in the bleachers and we're just talking. He's kind of picking my brain about, you know, picking roles and what do I need to do? And this is when Kyra was still here, when everybody was still here and he was on a two-way contract where minutes, he couldn't see those minutes. Uh-huh. You know, then he would get in the game and play well in the game and would come back and sit next to me on the plane and then ask me, hey man, how, what'd you think I did? How'd you think I did with my minutes? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he still asked me that today. So I'll tell you quick two stories. So yesterday before the um, Laker game, I'm, I'm standing there, he comes over and says, hey, well, what, what'd you think about my game yesterday against San Antonio? I said, you know what, Jose, I think that was your best game as a pal. And he said, man, you've been saying that a lot lately. And I said, well, you know what? That means you're getting better with every rep. Yep. So that's a compliment because that means you're getting better every game. So then last night when he gets his contract, you know, this morning, um, I I get up and I go to the gym and I come back and I call him and we're talking on the phone. And he's just thanking me for different words that I told him throughout the course of the season, because I told him, I told him this was coming. Uh I told him this was coming. Um, I respect that young man so much for his work ethic and his heart, his passion um, that he has for his teammates. Think about Jose. He is when he wasn't even seeing minutes. He was celebrating on the side like he had his contract already. Yes, Lord. Yep. You know what I mean, Mike? And and that's why I say it's really is authentic. Uh-huh. When we are talking about about this young team, and when I had an opportunity to talk to him today, he said, "You know what, man? When I sign my contract, I'm gonna cry." Damn. He said, "I'm gonna cry." He said, "I don't even care." He said, I don't mm-hmm. even care. I'm going to cry because this is such a blessing. And I told yeah. him, I said, Jose, I'm going to tell you the same thing right now that I told you on the plane from Indiana. You just scratching the surface, young boy. Mm-hmm. You just scratching the surface. He told me then, hey, D, man, you think I can have a career like TJ McConnell? I said, no, 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 no. You're, you should strive to be better than TJ McConnell. Uh-huh. That's a great like starting point for you, Jose. But what you should say right now is no, you shouldn't say I want to be TJ McConnell. You should have guys coming after you saying, I want to be the next Jose Alvarado. Next Jose, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I love that kid, man. I, yeah. I literally love that kid. There's nothing not to love about Jose Alvarado. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I, I think I can, we can confidently speak for the fan base um, that they, he deserves it. And I'm so glad um, he's here. But look, AD, before we get you out of here, uh, give the Pels fans something. That, what, what, what should we expect going forward? Um, you know, what's, what's the outlook on the season? Um, you know, what's going on with, with, with the Pels? And where do you, where do you see us going uh, moving forward? Mm. See, see, for me, um, you know, I always try and take everything with a player perspective. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm not gonna give you the answer you want. All right, that's you fine. That. That, that, I, got I, mean? I got you. I got you. So, I got you. I, I get it. Play it tight. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, so what I say, what I say off the jump is, um, obviously, uh, Wednesday's a big game. 
Mm-hmm. But again, Portland has a ton of guys that are hurt. Yeah. They yeah. have a ton of guys that are hurt. Mm-hmm. Don't play with your food, is yeah. what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't play with your food. Go into Portland, and it'll be great like, to go into Portland with fans and watch the, the way they receive CJ coming back, the way they receive Larry Nance coming back, the way they receive Tony Snell coming back. So to actually be there, so there will be some some different motivation behind it for the Pels as well to get that win for CJ. But uh-huh. think about what this week looks like. So we leave tomorrow for nine days, four-game yes. road trip. That four-game road trip is you have um, Portland. Portland. Mm-hmm. You got the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You got the Clippers. Clippers. You got mm-hmm. Sacramento. Yep. You got Sacramento. And this is a great opportunity. And, and I would say before, you know, when you go on four-game road trips, you tell yourself, you know what, try and go two and two. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. With the Pels, I'm expecting three and one or four and oh. Get greedy. You know what I mean? Get greedy. Yep, be greedy. Be greedy. Because I can tell you two things you can expect on this road trip. One, you can probably expect to see Anthony Davis. And mm-hmm. two, you can probably expect to see Paul George. Yeah. Back for the Clippers. Okay. But for me, and I've said this from day one, with the way this team is constructed now, with Jackson Hayes at the five, with the four, excuse me, with his athleticism covering up a lot of mistakes, playing defensive back on both ends, with Herb Jones, you can stick him on that dude. Whoever yeah. that dude is for the opposing team, De'Aaron Fox or or um, Paul George, whoever you have coming up, when you have that guy and now you have Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum, remember what this team looked like fresh out of All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Will you start out 4-0 and those two dudes, C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram, they were clicking before mm-hmm. B.I. got injured. Yep. Yeah, they so, were. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a greedy dude, man. I'm a <laughs> greedy dude. I, I'm not cool being two and two. I want three and one, four and zero. Oh. I like that. I like that. I think. I think we all can could, could, could strive and hope for that. Absolutely. I do have one question. I, I know. I know. We want. We're valuable of your time. Um, this is an incredible conversation. I think that as soon as CJ got here, his impact on the court is obvious. Like obviously, mm-hmm. the guy can score. He creates for other. It's a it's another outlet for Bi, so that he don't see four bodies every time he touches the ball. But honestly, and I don't I don't mean to degrade what he's done on the court, but I think his biggest impact has been off the court and what he's done for this team and what he's instilled in this locker room. I know Willie Green has got the ball rolling, but it's different when you when you you have a player you have that's a liaison. It, it's different, right? different when you have a liaison and this is what i said in our chalk talk again i'm not saying that cj is going to lead the pelicans to the <laughs> western conference finals in his second season but i equate his impact to chris paul's impact in phoenix uh-huh. because what you have is a group of young talented players that don't know how to win yet uh-huh. you know what i mean so you can say bi's like booker you know gosh man young talented score but then you get a guy that comes in like cj and I tell guys all the time, the term professional athlete, what people forget all the time is the term professional. Uh-huh. That comes before the athlete part. You yeah. need a guy to come in and show younger guys what it means to be professional, how to carry yourself, how to walk, how to talk, how to interview, how to take care of your body, how to establish relationships with those around you. All of these little things that lead to a long, lengthy NBA career C.J. McCollum is instilling that in this locker room with a young, inexperienced. That's we forget. Like we think of B.I. as like a vet, <laughs> and B.I. twenty-four years old. <laughs> right. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to bring, and I love the term that CJ uses. He said he's a servant leader. Mm-hmm. He's a servant leader. And, and I love that because he's mm-hmm. basically saying, I'm going to lead by serving. I'm going to lead by serving others. Because you know what happens? Serving is contagious. Mm-hmm. It's contagious in a locker room. Just like unselfishness is contagious. The same way mm-hmm. you see selfishness is contagious. Jose Alvarado's energy is contagious. There are certain things that are brought in locker rooms that are contagious, some in a good way, some in a bad way. And what CJ is teaching this young New Orleans Pelicans locker room is how to be professional and how to mm-hmm. win along the way. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we, I got one more question for you before we mm-hmm. let you go, AD. I don't think the average fan knows how hard you work throughout the week because not only do you call games – but you have your own podcast. You're on different segments. You got TV segments, radio all, shows, everything, right? Um, yes. You know, I think it's fair to say, and you know, I'll speak for the fan base. We already consider you amongst the elite in terms of play calling games. So it's a matter of time before the national media, the national states, starts calling on your services. So my question is to you: Is what do we have to do to keep you here? Because I think <laughs> you can be a part of this movement as much as anybody, as much as CJ, as much as Willie Green, much as Chris on the movement. If you've learned anything about New Orleans, we love the people that love us back. And you have right. loved and embraced this city from day one. I, I will I will tell you, I will tell you, <clears throat> I, and I said this on our broadcast, I believe against San Antonio Spurs, I have literally fallen in love with this fan base. I love this fan base. Like just walking throughout the city, you know, being at the gym, the amount of passion that is behind this New Orleans Pelicans basketball team, the appreciation, the love, um, all of the different things, the praise. Um, I love it. I love it here, man. I really do. You know, G, you said earlier, you know, uh, coming back home. Yeah. And it does. It, it feels like home. Yeah. But you know why it feels like home? Because Pelicans fans have made me feel like I'm at home. They have embraced me. My job is to go out and be the best version of myself that I possibly can. That, that's all I can control. Like I said, all I can control is my passion, the, the way that I prepare, and my knowledge. Yeah. But the connection that I have had, the opportunity to have to, to, like, to connect with these Pels fans, I can't I can't speak on it enough. I can't yes. show enough love. I, I can't talk about it enough. Um, home games for me are are incredible. Yeah. Home games are incredible. And you know, just to interact with fans, to sit and talk about basketball, to chop it up with fans, fans via social media, and you know, like I I I, I love it. I, I I do. I love well, it. Just 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 wait until the just wait until the play in and the playoffs get here. It's gonna be it's gonna be ten times more even oh, more ratcheted up. Even more ratcheted up. Oh, I know. Up. And I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am here yeah. for it. Like I, yes, I you know, you guys talk about me being a part of this. Now this is this is you guys. This is you guys. You know what I mean? Like this is you guys. This is Chris. This is guys that have been here and have had a platform to to increase the love and the knowledge and the passion around this fan base. Like, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a small piece of it. I'm a small piece of it and I'm gonna grow it with every possible opportunity. 
because I understand that I can take a Pels fan's voice somewhere where certain people can't, and I'm going to continue to use that. And that's all we can ask for, AD. Listen, we we appreciate you, man. Keep keep being great. Keep being you. Keep being your authentic self, man. Uh, we we so much appreciate your time here and, and, and giving the fans kind of a, a look into what what was going on, um, you know, and everything. So of course, you know, we're gonna have to do this again. Uh, uh, you know, this this ain't gonna be the only time. The only time you hear, I, I promise you that. Uh, and so we appreciate it, man. For sure, fellas. Hey, the love is real, man. Anytime y'all need me, don't hesitate. Absolutely, absolutely. The great one and great AD. Appreciate Thank you, man. You, we'll holler at you later. We'll we'll see we'll we'll see you uh, hear you on on the game Wednesday, man. For sure. God bless you guys. All right, Take that's it, man. Absolutely. All right, yeah, we we back, man. What a what a what a conversation, man. What a man. what a conversation. Um, uh, shout out to Chris. Shout out to AD, man. Those we we know that those are the culture bearers. We know those, those guys, you know, have done so much for the community. Um, as far as bringing us all together, um, and, and AD pushing and, and teaching the knowledge of the game to us, um, and we're just so grateful for that. That was that was awesome, Rav. That, that was a lot of fun, man. That was yeah. a lot of. I mean, between this weekend and then that conversation, yeah, you know, and beating man. the Lakers, and like, beating the Lakers. I mean, listen, beating the Lakers. Being the Lakers was, was incredible. Listen, let, let, let me just uh, a little bit. For anybody who wasn't in the arena last night, let me just kind of mm, give on. a little bit of spill, man. Like yesterday, I, again, I was the Pelicans uh, team store manager for a long time. And so I've seen a lot of, you know, big games and, 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 and you know, games of importance and things like that. Um, but yesterday, you know, we, we went out to, to crew, went out to, to met the uh, Pels 12 um, at their meetup, you know, a shout out to those people, Rail and, and those guys as well over there. Um, and we met up there, we started, and you, you could kind of see walking downtown, a lot of jer- Lakers jerseys, a lot of LeBron jerseys. They were selling Kobe hats. On the way to the on, on the way, like on like usually, if anybody has walked to a Saints game, you see all the people selling Saints t- shirts and stuff. They were selling Kobe merchandise on the side, and so while we were walking up, man, it was like you you could feel like the electricity. I don't know if anybody remembers like the old NBA TNT uh, when they used to come on. They used to have the shots of everybody walking, walking city, into yeah. the game, and, uh-huh. and like people would like make do things in the camera and stuff, but you could see that and you could feel the electricity and everything. When you got into the arena, listen, LeBron got a really loud ovation. I mean, he's the GOAT and, and we know that he's done a lot for, you know, community and things and, and things like that. And so he has a lot of young fans and, and people bring, you know, bring their, their family to see this this guy. He's, he's the, the LeBron factor, right? The yeah. Jordan factor, the, right. the superstar, the Alf, the, the guy factor. And so there was a lot of, yeah, they, well, yeah, there was a lot of cheering and, and things like that, but you know, and, and, but you could see like Pels fans being in their petty self with 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 with, with signs. Um, you, you know, every, as soon as AD walked out there, it was a lot of booing and things mm-hmm. like that. And so it it was just it, it it did it felt different. It felt like a different game. Listen, when the when the Pels when the Pels went down twenty, me and my brother was sitting there. There was a lot of like Laker fans talking trash to us all now, yelling at us. And, oh, we we up twenty. Y'all think y'all gonna win? And and by the time that third quarter ended, bro, it was. It was a lot of, lot of, you know. Are y'all sure? Y'all sure? Look, y'all look, sure? Look, v, uh, uh, VB Pell's lady, uh, Sage lady. She was like, "We see you on the jumbo trial." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> we, we we were talking reckless." Like yeah, I made yeah. sure every Laker fan around us was aware yeah. of what was going on. Yeah, it, it, it was. That was that was like the atmosphere was playoff basketball, but like that third quarter on was like this is what playoff basketball is. The Pels yeah. were able to ratchet up their 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 defense and, and ratchet up the offense. Um, Trey Murphy obviously being you know doing what he did and and, and having his breakout game. Uh, yesterday was just incredible, man. It, it was it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. But uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We got a, got a couple games coming up. Um, that we gotta we gotta finish out this 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 stretch for the play in man. We gotta we gotta keep it going and, and keep hoping that we're winning and that the Lakers are losing because the further they lose, the better that 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 game that you know that draft pick is. But uh, so Raph, you want to go ahead and, and and do this 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 uh this this Brandon Ingram giveaway? Let's go since ahead and talking do it. about so, since we're talking about the, the the guy who returned. You know, let's go ahead and do it. So you know, if you were stuck under a rock for some reason yesterday, you didn't see Brandon Ingram mm-hmm. come back from missing 10 games on a minutes mm-hmm. restriction, come in and beat the Lakers by himself in a lot of ways. Like he literally had his point. He had his his point on a game at all times. Like he knew that, hey, I'm only – remember y'all remember those Zion like minutes bursts? It mm-hmm. was the same thing. It was like, all right, B.I., you only going to get three minutes here, four minutes here. And when he came in, he was aggressive. He was getting mm-hmm. other people involved. He was attacking the boards. Like, at the end of the game, he was Mr. Cool. Like, there was no pressure on him at all. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to recognize him um, and, and make sure that we give out a, a jersey here uh, today so that we continue to – man, look, listen, I want to tell this story. So yesterday we was getting out the car. And yesterday at the Smoothie King Center they had um, – if you were wearing Pelicans gear, you got discounts off food and things like that. So we're getting yes, out the we car. we just talk about and this. The, and the car next to us – has a full family. I'm like, cool, cool. You know, we walk away, walk to the stadium and chop it up with them. So we see the mom get out with a uh, B.I. jersey. We see the dad get out with a Zion jersey. And then the child walks out of the car with a LeBron jersey. And I'm confused. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. All I know is that if your nephew told me that I'm going to wear a Lakers jersey, he would have to find a new place to live. Like, he would be evicted from this household. So what we want to do is we want to help the movement. We want to try to put as many jerseys, as much Pell's merchandise out there so we can continue to change this narrative, continue to support this team and get this fan base rocking and behind this, 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 this team as much as possible. Um, so we have a question, um, and mm-hmm. I'll let you ask the question, Gary, but yeah. we have a question. Mm-hmm. The way we do it, we try to do it as fair as possible. The first person that answers in the chat with the correct answer, that's the person who wins. That's, that's as fair as we can do it. That's about right? that's about as fair as we could go. Everybody can see the chat, so we'll 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 be able to see who goes. So the question today is gonna be: you know, we talk about Brandon Ingram and, and we had AD on to talk about his development, right? And the things that he's adding to his game and, and the way that he has his impact on the game. So, you know, Brandon Ingram came into the league known as a scorer, right? But we've seen that, you know, he's able to to kind of up his game up a little bit. So my question is: what is the most assist that Brandon Ingram has had in a game? And when who was he who was it against? So that's gonna be like the tiebreaker. Give me the amount and give me who who was it against. And let's 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 get our let's get our drum our drum roll. Let's 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 watch the chat. So, you know, Brandon Ingram. While, while that's going on, while we got our answers in the thing uh, over in the chat, um, and remember, it's how many was it and who who was it against? Um, so yeah, so so Brandon Ingram man, is like his 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 ability to to kind of take his game up and and you know and ratchet up the things that he does and affect different game uh, uh, different ways. I think it, it has it has really risen the the, the Pelicans ceiling. Um, and you know, has has made him to be one of the most elite players in the game. I think we have an answer here. I think we, oh. I see one, yeah. Uh, Griffin Sandler, I think, I think, I think that's it. 12 against the Rockets, right? It was, it was actually this season, uh, well, February 6, 2022, uh, uh up against the, the, the Rockets, he had 12 assists. Um, and that was one of the best, you know, one of the best, best games I've seen from, from BI. He was in full control of the game, and so. 
Um, yeah, Griffin Sandler, Rock is 12. So, you know, congratulations. Uh, hit us up on, on, on Twitter uh, or, or Instagram, which, whichever one you prefer. We'll get you your, your, your Brandon Ingram jersey. Shout out to you um, and shout out to you for, for, for answering that question and supporting. So, um, yeah, so big shout out to B.I., man. Great to have him back. Um, you know, great to have him have him there. This is like AD said, it's all going to be about who's available at the end of this season um, and how can you make the push towards it. So, um, so what, what we got going, coming up this week, uh, uh, Raph? Man, like we got AD the, uh, said, we, mm-hmm. we got Portland, we got mm-hmm. the Lakers, we got the mm-hmm. Clippers, and then we got Sacramento. So that's our four-game road trip, okay? I kind of with AD. I kind of think we go three. And with B.I. back, yeah. off the minutes restriction, you got Larry mm-hmm. Nance in the mix now. I think we take yeah. all three. So yeah, I, I think I think three and one is is good. I think that you know the the, the Clippers, um, either the either that Clippers the game. Last or, time we or, beat the Clippers, guess who played? Paul. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's true. So I, I think I think one of those games. You know, four no would be great, but I think one either either that that Kings game or that Clippers game. I'm always I hate play. Why we gotta play Darren Fox? Why do we always have to play? Maybe you won't I'm, play that game. I'm so they're not playing for anything. That's a that's a good point. Hopefully, hopefully they they looking forward to next season. But um, but man, yeah, yeah, man, like this this has been awesome. It, this has been an uh, anniversary episode, one year in. Um, we again, we appreciate you guys so so much uh, for the support. Uh, an opportunity to kind of grow with you guys the same way this team is growing in the community. Um, we want to be a part of it. We try our best uh, to kind of be in the trenches with you guys and and, and talk like that. And so, um, you know, I, I think, you know, this this has been a successful year. I, I enjoy so much, uh, you know, b- being on here with my brother, um, you know, and, and talking about the team that I love. So I'm so very much appreciative of you guys. Raph, you want to give, every, you know, the people uh, something for, for our anniversary? Absolutely, man. We, we, we can't express to y'all enough how y'all have accepted us, embracing us. No, we're new at this. We're figuring it out uh, as we go. Um, but we're making a lot of good relationships along the way. Like, it was so cool. It was – I can't express to y'all how cool it was this weekend to finally meet up with all these Pels fans we've been interacting with for months and months and months and never seen in person. And it was it was like a family reunion. Like, we all got together. We was kicking it, laughing, having a good time, drinking. Like, it was, it was a fun time. So let's continue to grow this thing. Uh, people mm-hmm. in any way you can. If you don't live in the city, that's okay. Like I see other cities trying to make Pell's meetup spots. Like that's that's what we need, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we're gonna get this team and the support behind this team to match this team. Because listen, it, it may not be this year, but it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It, it's so, definitely coming. Yeah, get on the bandwagon. You know that report that everybody sends out, where it's like, here's your application for the bandwagon. Send it out. Yeah. So, yeah, get get in get in on the ground floor, and, and you know who 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 not going if 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 we don't talk about it, us and we don't promote us, and, and we, who go, who gonna do it? So you know we really we really pals twelve, we really all we got. What's up with it, Reed, baby? Um, mm-hmm. but as always, you know, thank you guys for for the support. Uh, like like the comment. I mean, like the content. Uh, comment. Let us know what you guys think about it. You know, let us know what you think about the pals going forward and the weekend that was and all of that. Come holler at us on Twitter at the pals pod. I mean, uh, at pals pod on Twitter. Um, on Instagram, um, the underscore pals pod. Follow myself at Garrick underscore Rattler. Follow my brother at Raphael underscore Rattler. Thank you to Chris. Uh, thank you to, to AD, oh, Eddie. Big much. shout out to you thank for holding us down for for a year, man. I, I appreciate everything you do. Um, you know we do. We we appreciate everything you do. So we'll holler at you guys next week, man. Yes, sir. We out. <laughs>